This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Billet. My name is Paul Arneson. My name's Mark Boyd and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Armit podcast. Been a great week for Carlisle fans, mate, but um, I don't know. I can't even see a light at the end of the tunnel, to be honest. That's, that's, that's the worst part of it. That's is, the scary um, thing, eh? They just don't seem to be... There's no hole. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's what... Yeah. What what's uh what's what's plan B? Yeah, it doesn't seem like we've got really any options there. To be honest. Right, That's I'll leave thing. those Yeah, I'm gonna leave those highlights there and like I said when we get there, uh, I'll bring myself to to watch them again, but um we'll try not to have a joke of the week blunder like we did last time when you were here, so I'll get that ready. <laughs> so we don't have to blunder around for that one. Um yeah, uh, you know the usual crap man joke of the week, bit of news, bit of match crack, and I look ahead to next week with a yeah. bit of uh, diversions in between. It'll be a, it'll be a good show. Thanks very much for joining us. I'll, uh, I'll do the all right manner. Oh, Reed Maris, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode fifty-six, and I am joined by somebody who's a bit of a sensation in these parts. That's right, I'm talking about Blue Army TV's Liam Denwood. Thanks for joining me, Liam. How are you doing? You alright, man? Uh, well, it hasn't been a great week for us Carlisle fans, but apart from that, <laughs> everything's fine. How's yourself, man? Um, I mean, I'm chugging along, mate. I'm chugging along. And um, at the end of the day, like you said, it has been a tough week for Carlisle fans, so... I don't know, mate. I don't know. It just, it just, it just, it just like, like we were just saying there before. There doesn't seem to be any kind of shining light at the end of the tunnel for Carlisle fans. And um, I mean, I've had a chance now to sort of like try and rack my brain and and sort of scare up some kind of news that that might take us in an interesting spin. But nah, <laughs> nah. I can't. Fi- I, you know, normally I try and like come up with a quiz that'll make that'll make things a bit more cheery. Um, but yeah, I mean, this time we're gonna we're gonna just sort of soak it up, mate. Um, but um, I mean, we'll try and start things off on a positive note, as we always do here 
on the Blue Army podcast. That means just one thing, Liam. You've been here a couple of times. You know what it's time for. <laughs> it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Right, mate, here we go. You know how it works. You know how it works. Right, here we go. Why can't your nose be 12 inches long? I don't know. Why can't your nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. 12 inches shocking. a foot, mate. Shocking. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, shocker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is a bit of a shocker. Um, like, like, as always with this joke of the weeks, mate, you can spend as much time or as little time on finding one <laughs> as you want. And you can invest up to an hour trying to find a good joke. And sometimes you've just got to settle for what you get. But, uh, mate, you just said the word shocker there. And to be fair, we'll jump into some Carlisle United news. And some Carlisle United players had a bit of a shocker this weekend, unfortunately. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos that have been surfacing um, in the Facebook comments section on the Be Just and Fear Not pages. If anyone wants to go and have a little nosy at some of yeah. those videos, mate, it's um, it, you don't get the full picture. Um, obviously, there's been some statements no. released recently. Um, and in the interest of fairness, uh, we, we'll, 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 I'll go through... Uh, the statements but first um, we'll just sort of like try and talk about between the two of us to the best of our knowledge um, what sort of happened Uh, so there's some Carlisle players um, that went out on the uh, Saturday night after the 3-0 defeat to Swindon and they were involved in a bit of an altercation outside of one of the city's night Clubs. I think that's the best way of saying it without entangling anyone's names or venues names <laughs> into uh, the fray there. Um, obviously, we will mention the names of the players that have given uh, statements there. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're free to talk about, as it were. Um, but it's at a time, again, when the club is... It's more negative press for the club, isn't it? You know, And now it's coming from, from, from different areas at the club... Um, and I'm not just placing all the blame, of course, on the players' doors. Um, obviously, if, if you've got to give both sides of the stories their fair chances to be heard and understood. And therefore, you know, some of the fans should also be ashamed of themselves with some of the comments that were being made uh, in the videos as well and the way that they were conducting themselves. Um, Liam, from what you've seen... Um, I mean, what's your reaction to, to, to what's happened there as a fan? Well, yeah, as a fan. Um, my original reaction is I thought at the time when it all came out, it's just I was thinking about making a video on it, but I decided it's really not the kind of thing that it's it kind of transcends football in a way. And, and you know, it it's very difficult to make a judgment on it without the full, you know, without the full picture. Because um, I, I really, you know, you don't have the full in the full context to everything that's been said or what's happened there. I think the only people that can really make a judgment are maybe the people, you know, the people that were there involved at the time. But if what the players have come out and said is true, which I'm sure you'll get onto the statements in a second, but it, it's really, it's Adam Collin. I thought put it best. He put a tweet out saying. 
Carlisle players, after a result like that, shouldn't have been out out drinking in Carlisle in the first place. Um, and yeah, it's it's a thing of it's really a difficult situation because it's nothing football related. So, but again, like it's just more bad press for the club. That's that's my reaction. It's just so much more negativity that we don't need. And that that's yeah, that, that's that's my reaction to it. And they're just sort of needlessly putting themselves in the way of these comments, you know. I mean, if you went out in in Manchester or Liverpool or, or somewhere like that, this probably wouldn't have happened, you know. Not as recognisable in those areas, perhaps you could say. If they went to Newcastle for a night out, these things don't necessarily happen. And and from my experience talking to some ex players, that seems to be the regular thing to do. Is one of the lads would be from Manchester, and they'd sort out night outs, you know, and and so you wouldn't do it. In yeah. your own back garden, you wouldn't crap in. You wouldn't crap on your own doorstep, as it were. Um, so Omari uh, Omari Patrick was involved in the altercation and released this statement. He said, "I am aware of the responsibilities I have in representing Carlisle United Football Club. I take full responsibility for my actions on Saturday night. The reason for being out was a birthday celebration, not to drown my sorrows and show a bad attitude for losing the game." Now, mate, I'll just like quickly side note there. I think that's a direct response to Adam Collins' tweet. Um, you know, yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel like that he's, he's seen that. I feel that's a direct mm. response there. Um, I'll go on. I'll go on to carry on quoting the statement. Sorry. Uh, the reason for my reaction was due to a female friend being manhandled by a group of men and for how I was treated and the words that were said to me that were not football related far worse and in that case I felt I had to defend myself and the people who couldn't and shouldn't have to defend themselves. It doesn't excuse the fact I was there in the first place but I wanted that to be understood instead of thinking I am a troublemaker. I should have known better. I apologise to the fans and the club for bringing this attention to them at a time like this. All I can say is I'll do my best on and off the pitch to make it right. I have nothing but respect to the club and the fans. I'm someone who sticks up for my friends and family and, of course, myself, and I'll continue to show how much I love playing for this club. So in that statement, he also um, obviously says acknowledges the fact that he shouldn't have been out in the first place. Um, so taking responsibility there. Um, and, and Brennan Dickinson was another player um, to to release a statement, and I'll go on to, to 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 read that statement as well. But just before I do that, mate, um, I mean, your reaction quickly there to to Omari Patrick's statement. I mean, I feel like he's acknowledged it, but not necessarily yeah. um, apologised for anything. Does well, he have anything to apologise for? Well, that's the thing. I think if he's if what he's saying is true, which I've got no reason to doubt that it is, and he's defending somebody. Um, and that you know, the, the, it was an unprovoked sort of altercation. Then I don't really feel he has got much to um, apologise for in the in the incident itself. And what he has said is, you know, he's, he said the right things pretty much. I think as far as these statements come out, maybe he should have apologised for being out in the first place. But for the actions in the video, I don't think if what he's saying is true, you, you can't expect him to apologise for it. And he touches on something at the end there, which I'm not, I'm not making any accusations or anything like that. That think, 
uh, things were said that transcended football. And if you watch the video carefully, you can hear a woman shout racist at somebody. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, if, if, if that has come into it, the, the issue of race, then he really doesn't have anything to apologise for. And he was completely justified and sort of, you know, again, I, it's very, it's a very, very tricky subject to talk about. And you, you've got to sort of uh, mind what you say in these kind of things. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, no, I, I don't think he had much to apologise for if, if that's, if that's true. No, I'd have, to, I'd have to agree with you based on what I've seen. I don't think he'd have much to apologise for either. And neither does the comment section um, underneath the statement, to be completely honest. Lots of people saying uh, much to yeah. do about nothing. Um, but there is there is at least one comment saying that the, the hope, the club, there is going to be a punishment and and the ban. But there is like a lot of people reacting to that, saying that that's ridiculous, that they, the club would place some kind of ban on him for the incident and yeah most of the comments again as I'm just quickly lightly going through them is is move on um he's apologized it's over so yeah I mean a lot of people taking it as an apology um as yeah. well and 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 uh so Brennan Dickinson's statement um sort of just backing up Omari Patrick to, to to be fair to him it says firstly I would like to apologize to everyone associated with the club fans staff and players with the current situation that we are in regards to the league, it probably wasn't the best idea to be out, especially in Carlisle itself, whether it was a birthday or not. So I take full responsibility for Saturday night. I would also... Oh, sorry, it's not my mic. I would also <laughs> like to say... Is that the video? Is is that the? I would also like to say that the video posted online does not show everything that happened. I feel that Omari was personally attacked for an unknown reason. Therefore, he reacted in the way that he reacted, and my my actions were a result of protecting my partner of nine years as something happened inside the venue. So when you see and take the video at face value, it looks terrible. However, as stated above, a lot more happened and just wanted to make this clear I will do my utmost to make it up to everybody and prove myself again and not let anything like this happen again I really hope everyone can accept my apology and we can move on from this so let's concentrate on the football and keeping the club in the football league so um yeah basically just backing up his friend there and also just taking a bit of responsibility as being uh what a senior player at the club i guess that's why he's also yeah. released a statement he doesn't heavily feature uh that much in the video uh, i feel like um it's more of a blur than anything else <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. I didn't realise he was even in the video until people were talking about it because I watched the video and I immediately saw Marty Patrick. And again, with Brennan Dickinson, he's is a lot more apologetic than a Marty Patrick's. And I feel like in terms of trying to appease the fans, a Marty Patrick is a lot more of a fan favourite than Brennan Dickinson. So it almost it's almost as if Brennan Dickinson needs to be a lot more apologetic because he's been, you know, he hasn't been as, as good on the pitch as a Marty Patrick. Which shouldn't really come in, win. but look, um, yeah, look, it, it's 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 just a thing of they've both apologised, and if the if either of them go on to score the winner over the weekend against Leighton Orient, then all is forgiven, you know, and it will be forgotten about immediately. 
<laughs> I think so. I think so. The comment section a little bit less forgiving of Brennan Dickinson, though, um, on this yeah, occasion. Exactly. Some people taking some pot shots at the fact that he's on such a high wage at the club. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's a bit more of a target. Like you said, form does affect. And uh, Omari Patrick did score that winner a couple of weeks ago. And as the sort of like added fact that he hasn't been with us all season and therefore hasn't quite got tarnished with the same um, perils as everybody else up to this point so far in the season. In some other news uh, regarding Carlisle United, there's been a departure in the coaching department. Uh, Dan... Hanford, uh, the goalkeeper coach, has left Carlisle United by mutual consent today. In fact, their time of recording is 6.15 on the 22nd of February, if anyone was at all interested. Um, Yeah, I mean, watching the backroom staff sort of get dismantled also isn't a great sign. And uh, I thought Dan Hanford, when he was brought into the team, was a bit of a feel-good signing and it really hasn't worked out for him unfortunately I mean do you reckon this is a direct result of the fact that Carlisle are leaking goals and and, and the blame is, is getting placed somewhere like he's, he's, it's a goalkeeping uh, coach it's not a defensive coach it's the defence that's leaking yeah. goals right it's, you'd, you'd say that I mean I've watched your channel you're a big fan of, of Mark Howard so um, you think yeah. yeah obviously a bit of a shining light this season Um. well yeah look if you're going to I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the form on the pitch because if you were going to talk about form, you would like like you said, Mark Howard is probably the, one of our best players we've got and the most consistent over the season. So if you were you would argue that if you were going to sack any of the coaches, it should be the outfield coaches and not um sort of you know it should be the goalkeeper coaches. Whether he's done something to piss somebody off backstage or something like that, I don't know. But it, it feels like one of those ones of maybe he came in as that feel-good factor, like you said, and he just hasn't really been good enough for the professional level yet at coaching, um, in a coaching point of view. And Keith Millen's maybe thought, look, at the time, we don't have the resources to keep. I don't want to say dead weight, but them, them, coach, them coaches that aren't really needed sort of free up the wage bill a little bit maybe, but I, I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the form on the pitch. No, um, it's it, it's one of those sort of uh, 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 just, just just an extra kick in the teeth, isn't it, to see uh, such a popular yeah. figure from around Brunton Park uh, on on his way out. But um, all the best to him, obviously. Um, all the best, Dan Hanford. We'll move on to the match crack, mate, and uh, obviously it's going to be a bit of a slog. We have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to. I mean, we don't have to spend that much time in it. To be fair, we'll go, we'll try and glaze over it. Um, a little bit. I've got a few <laughs> bullet points and hopefully we'll be able to keep it interesting. Um, I mean, as I always do, I'll, as at the start of the match crack, I'll go through Carlo United's starting lineup, and and, and and my headache begins already. Um, Mark Howard in goal, Whelan, Feeney, Simu and Robert at the back with Riley, Guy and Mellish in the midfield, Windsor, uh, So Silver and Patrick in the advanced positions. The Formation, the defence, um, I've seen it on your YouTube channel. You do mention the fact that this defence just don't have any experience. And you're quite right, they don't 
have any experience. Yeah. But it's it's not only the fact that they don't have any experience. It's they're all over the place. They're just make they makeshift, really mm. makeshift. And if you're gonna sort of like maybe keep a guy like Riley in the team, I feel like you've got to consistently play him at that right wing back position because you just don't. We don't have the options right now. I don't think we have anyone better that's going to fill in those positions. Whelan is your man to sit in that midfield role. He was doing really well. Um, or even just to get Simiu out of that defence, you put Whelan and Feeney back together in yeah. the middle of the of, of the defence just to get Simiu out because I just don't see any any kind of anything in him. Uh, Roberts maybe has potential. There's not been enough seen of him yet over there on 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 the left hand side. But just this team, mate, it, it it's got it's got it's got nothing, has it? It's got nothing. It's just got nothing. It it really oh. hasn't got. Any sort of like you've got you've got a little bit of enthusiasm, but you don't have quality. Yeah, and I think that word you just used there was crucial in the word potential, and that's all that back four is. There's not a single bit of proven defensive resilience in that back four. There is not a single one of them that has been a first choice defender consistently over the course of a season, ever, in their careers. And, he, he, and then you look at the likes of Simeu, you know, he's come in, I, 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 it must be written in his contract somewhere that he's got to, because I, I, I'd, have, I'd have him straight out of the team, maybe even from his yeah. debut, because he really didn't have a great debut, did he? And, and awful. then he's awful. You know, he's been awful since day dot. No, he's, just, he's just been awful since day dot. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and... Um, you need to have a Rod McDonald figure in that defence and he's going to be out for quite some time. So I think what needs to happen, it's not going to happen because of how badly the clubs run at the minute. But I don't know if you're... Uh, Reece Bennett came in past the deadline because of an injury to the defence. I think it might even have been Rod McDonald at the time. But he came in as defensive resil- reinforcements from the free agent market past, the, past January. And... If now isn't a time to do that, then I don't know when is because you've got no senior centre backs at all at the club. Yeah, and then you wonder why we're leaking goals. It's 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 just bafflingly stupid from the recruitment point of view. And it's people have been calling for David Holdsworth's head for ages now. And if this doesn't prove as evidence for that, then I don't know what will. It's and and then as well, one of the our best defenders, Jack Armour, is sitting on the bench. For, for another loan player, and I, I know we, we have different opinions on loan players, you know, you've been a lot more, uh, you see, I never like having any loan players, you seem to, in the past podcast, seem to sort of encourage the, you know, getting a, getting a bit of that quality from the upper leagues but you know we're, we're never going to agree quality, on that, it has to be the recruitment has been awful yeah. when it comes to these, yeah, well, exactly. these signings yeah, when, when, we, when, when we were really making use of these low markets we were going for teams like Manchester City had just been taken over by the Saudis and we were taking these youth players that weren't getting a chance anymore in their under 23s you know we were making the right moves at the right time and and, and it just it's not it's not what's happening with Carlisle United at the moment no, well, you look at Callum O'Hare. Um, he was a brilliant example of one of them players that comes in with a bit of quality, got a bit, got a bit about them. He's obviously ripping it up at Coventry at the minute in the Championship. He really did show how good he was. Jerry Yates, another example from uh, from Blackpool, I think it was at the time. Ashley Nadison, I can't remember where he came from. Nathan Thomas originally came in on loan. You know, there's good examples from the past. I personally yeah. don't like having them because I think we become too reliant on them. 
but in a relegation battle as well, like you can't... yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 in relegation battles, and and it's so bafflingly stupid. And you look at Nathan Thomas, Ashton Addison, Jerry Yates; they'd all had that previous loan spell that had sort of gone to plan. Whereas you look at all of these loan players we've got in at the minute, not a single one of them has ever had, you know, staked down a claim at a previous... Josh Coyote, another good example of this. It's just loan players, not great when they're great, but even worse when they <laughs> when they don't perform. Well, there's, I'm just quickly right now, mate, as you're talking, I'm just trying to flick through some some of these free agent options and, and, and like, two, like at least one of them, I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned him at the start of the season and he's, he is a former Liverpool right back and it is a right back as a position we need to get somebody in straight away. I'm talking about Andre Wisdom. Um, it, it, you know, um, it, it's proven championship. He's had a couple of injuries. Uh, his last club was was Derby and Wisdom. In if you, if you've heard of him, do you know Andre? Uh, no, I can't say I have. But uh, nah. you, you know, anything, anything. I had to respend it before he came, but he was brilliant. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see why not. You know, it's and you're right. There is, and obviously you found that in about a three minute Google search. So, you, you know, you've got scouts at the club, actual actual professionals, and I genuinely think you've probably just done a better job than David Holdsworth has in about three years in finding that one player. You know, he's paid to do yeah, these things. Give two and a half grand a week until the end of the season, then you'll be filled with slack. Yeah, you know. Um, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is unfortunate, mate. There just doesn't seem to be any of that... Um, ambition at the club at all and not even the the, the the willing to just save us just to keep us afloat just to keep us going now obviously we've gone through the starting lineups there um we're gonna we're gonna have to go through the match crap a little bit mate the uh, uh we'll glance over some of the goals and it the first goal here <laughs> it's it's a, it's a long ball forwards and, and and it's the man we didn't want to see scoring um takes the ball at the end at the edge of the box with one touch past him with ease with ease and then just smashes so the ball much ease. in in Jermaine Defoe-esque yeah. style um just with that power into the top corner giving Mark Howard absolutely no chance but yeah uh, like we're gonna highlight mate we're gonna highlight it. it it was with that much ease it was one touch and straight past Simeu and it was off. Simeon's had enough time to change his hairstyle this week, but he hasn't had enough time to but he <laughs> learn his de- defensive responsibilities whatsoever. And you would have thought, you would have really thought that game that there would have been an instruction to stay on Harry, stay on McCurdy, stay on him. Yeah. Um, you know, at least somebody. Um, and it probably was Simeon's um, um, responsibility. You'd imagine it'd be one of the centre backs, if not. Um, because he's playing free across the midfield, so you're not going to have that like John Mellish type person, which you sometimes do when it's a danger man mm-hmm. against Carlisle United. When you when you play that um, extra man in the midfield, and you only have that one striker, so you can track their most um, effective attacking player and sort of mark him out with the game, which is what Millen was doing in the early days, sticking Corey Whelan on the danger man. That's why Corey Whelan was playing in that midfield position. Um, so he had the extra man just to cancel out their danger man, um, the biggest threat in the opposition. And 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 the, the, these instructions, I don't know, it, maybe the team just don't want to listen anymore. 
I don't know what it is, mate. I don't. I really uh, don't know what it is. But but that was too easy. No. Too easy for the opening goal. Yeah, and he's he's just such a prick as well, isn't he, Harry McCurdy? <laughs> I, I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I. And he, he came and celebrated right in front of where I was sitting as well. And on, my heart just sank. I was like, why am I paying to be here? I'm coming here and I'm being <laughs> embarrassed by this man. That uh, he's, It was so frustrating. And the he's the piss takes he has on social media of this club. He's, he, he, he has embarrassed us. That's that's what he's done that today. I, I even said before the match to some people I was speaking to uh, beforehand, I would take us getting beat today as long as he doesn't score. Just, oh, it's so, so awful. It's just an awful it's, position to be in. Yeah, it's just the man that he didn't want to score. You know, And normally we are quite fortunate against some of our ex-players and, and they don't tend yeah. to get the rub of the green against us. Um, but obviously the, the luck's running out mate, in, in all departments at the moment. The second goal, again... Uh, Simeon's missing the tackle here and, and fouling the player to allow an advantage as well. So it, it's just sort of like Carlisle at this point of the game. And um, when did the second goal? When did the second goal go in? I'll just quickly check. The second goal only went in 55 minutes. Oh, the by the 55th minute, yeah. Carlisle were already playing the long ball. And this is a result of us playing the long ball. Carlisle with the long ball forward, headed back from the edge of the Swindon box into the midfield. Callum Guy misses his header. He's six foot two, and I don't think I've seen him win a header in about four <laughs> games. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, and then Simiou misses his tackle, uh, just allows himself to be out-muscled by a much smaller man, um, and then fouls an attacker, but advantage is allowed to be played. Simiou slow to get back up to his feet again, Swindon break, McCurdy with the assist, plays through his man, it's a good finish, but it's it's a break that should never have happened, and it's just, it's just Carlisle falling apart, mate, they're just falling apart, and it's a result of playing the long ball, and we can't go back to playing the long ball, we can't. No. Well, there's a common denominator in everything you've just, and what we've both, and that's, that's Simeo at the back, he just does. He fills. It fills you with no confidence at all. Uh, and again, Harry McCurdy with the assist. You knew it was going to be him, but oh, it's it's so spineless. And you think somebody put a tackle in, somebody put a foot in, win your header, win your second balls. I mean, it, admittedly, they were both quite good goals from Swindon's point of view. Like they were both sort of well worked, good finishes in the end, but. It's far, far too easy. And this is a yeah. game that they should have been so, so fired up for, but they just didn't seem to care at all. And it goes back to that thing of, you know, do, do, do the players care? Do they do they want to stay up? Is that in their interests? I, I mean, I mean, you, 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 you want to back the team. You always want to back your team. But these players, just like, who are they? You know, like for a small mm -hmm. amount of the season, we had players like Charters on the bench and Fishburne was playing. We've now got Devitt back and around the team. Um, you know, uh, Armour's a young lad that, that the fans really take to. 
there's there's Riley who's really popular with the fans. Callum Guy's attitude since he's became captain has really um, affected his relationship with the fans. That I, I feel um, um, he's he's a lot less popular than he used to be. Mellish is still a really popular figure, but he's in and out uh, the team some weeks with Millen not being able to trust him to. F- to fulfill certain defensive responsibilities or being effective going forwards necessarily. Um, there's, there's, there's a disconnection now between the players on the pitch and these fans, because there's, there's, I mean, looking at the starting lineup when you, when you're saying uh, Roberts and Shaw Silver and Windsor, um, Simu, <laughs> All, all of them came in in January uh, around that time. Um, all of them like around five appearances or less for the team, and 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 only with the mm. exception of Windsor. And yeah, sure, Silver scored a goal, but he hasn't showed as much um, any more than like Otamei <laughs> has really in terms of uh, effectiveness as a goal scorer going forwards. And um, you know, there's just that disconnect between what's on the pitch, and you're just not going to get the sympathy. You're not going to get the patience. And um, you're really going to get the fans and just 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 taking digs at this team. And um, for the third goal, mate, and it's going to sound like we're taking more digs, but you can quite clearly see for the third goal when the ball is played forward, Simiu goes for the attacker and then rethinks that and then makes a step backwards, which then just sort of like gives the attacker more time to find his pass because no one picks him up for about another three or four seconds. He plays the ball out wide and Simiu at that point, um, probably if he wanted to, if he really wanted to get his shorts dirty, mate, he probably could have intercepted that ball, that cross. He probably could have if he wanted to get his shorts dirty. But because they weren't dirty anyway, what was the point in getting them dirty? Um, so... That was it, 3-0, and, and, and just a really disappointing, gutless uh, result for, for, for Carlisle. Um, and and, and it just nothing got better uh, for the next half an hour um, of the game, necessarily. And substitutions yeah. were just a bit frivolous. When Devitt came on, it just seemed to almost be a bit of a pointless crowd pleaser. It's still 3-0 down. What's the point? You know, only, only 10 minutes left, really, when Devitt came on, so... It's 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 disheartening. It's difficult to yep. watch, and um, at this point, we've sunk into the relegation zone. Oldham are on a good run of form. Walsall have completely disappeared from that relegation battle that they looked like they were going to get dragged down into about two weeks ago. Um, it's not all over. Of course, it's not all over. When when we when we were about ten weeks into the season things felt a lot more doom and gloom than they do now, necessarily. I might say, I think so. I think so. I think things seemed a lot more negative a bit earlier on in the season because we've had a run of games where we've won a few under Millen. And there is a little bit of an understanding that injuries are playing a bit of a factor in our campaign this year. Um, There is a little bit more patience, but Millen needs to start making right decisions quickly. Quickly. Um, I mean... yeah. I don't know why my phone feels like. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that happens. Yeah, I'm just going to say I, I, I don't entirely agree with that. To be honest with you, that it seems a lot more hope than they did back then. Because now I don't really think that you, you say we're not down and out yet, but 
it really does feel that way because I think if any other club is going to be dragged down into us, into it with us now, it's not going to be Oldham. It'll probably be either Barrow or Stevenage. They're the only two I can see even possibly going down there. But even then, I just feel like you look at the the injuries. Rod McDonald could potentially be out for the season, and you think there's absolutely no no hope at all unless you can get in a new manager which we've we've pretty much just done I, I think I've never ever left a, a game early as my um, as in my time as a Carlisle supporter but I did against Swindon because yeah. there's always that hope of a there's always that hope of a last minute you know like like what happened against us against Bolton where they scored three goals in the last five minutes and it's it's in, there's always that slim slim possibility of like a legend happening, but that's nothing anymore because that that you don't feel like that's going to happen anymore. It just feels impossible because you look at that and like you said, Simeu for the third goal doesn't go in at like he should because to me that translates as well we're losing anyway. Why would I risk myself going down? But it's attitudes like that that, that they don't have any fight in them at all. When was the last time we won? from behind, from a losing position. Because I actually can't remember it. I think the last one I can remember was the only one of last season, which was against Leighton Orient. It's just, even under Beach, these players don't seem to have that capacity, that emotional strength to come back from a goal down. It's it's so, so disheartening. And it's I haven't seen the Carlisle side this bad, I don't think. Even under Presley, and things were dire under Presley. We were never in the relegation zone. We were never really that close to it, as like we like we're, well we're in it now. But under Presley, you would always things weren't great under Presley. But there was always a goal in us. There was always that that shock game against Lincoln or that shock game that free to that free to comeback against Berry. There was always a little bit of substance to the performances. But it's, there's nothing there at the minute. There's such a lack of quality, care, and all that. Just it, it, There just doesn't seem to be anything about this Carlisle side at the minute. And it is really, really worrying. Yeah, I mean, and you did mention Leighton Orient there. And, and, and so happens to be the fact that they are our next uh, opponents. And they're going through quite a shitty run of form as well. Thank Fully. Um, I mean, the potential for them to perhaps get dragged down into these positions is it would be quite good for us if we can score a victory over them this weekend. We have a very good uh, record against Leighton Orient in, in past games. The uh, the London branch has always helped us on the away side of things. And obviously, Leighton Orient don't travel very well when they come up here. So, I mean, both things seem to affect our, our sort of form with Leighton Orient. And we do tend to do quite well against Leighton Orient. They haven't won a game in in at least the last five from what I can see. So, just equally as poor as what we are. So, I mean, hopefully we can eke something out um, away at Leighton Orient this weekend, mate. Um, as I always do, I try and make a prediction and I'm not allowed to predict that we are ever going to lose a game. So I am <laughs> going to say Carl United are going to win. I mean, with this defence, I'm going to have to say it's going to be a high scoring game, probably 3-2. What you got, man? Uh, that's very, very ambitious, thinking that we can <laughs> score three goals. Uh, let alone yeah, one. Yeah, thinking um, about it. I'm, yeah, you've got me there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, uh, look, with these kind of things, you said our record against them in the past. I've said that so many times this season against Crawley. We've got a brilliant record against them. They come and beat us. Forest Green, we've got a really good record against them. They come and beat us. And I, I, I love to try and remain positive. And again, I don't often predict defeats, but I'm going after, I think. 3-0 uh, to Leighton Orient. It's, yeah, it's, it's dire measures at the minute. We'll, we'll, we'll help them get back up the league a little bit. That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, not too much optimism there, mate. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair to you, there's not been much optimism in terms of um, Palais United fans on social media recently. One of the more interesting comments that I saw on social media recently is uh, the what I'm calling doomsday preppers. Is that these guys that are saying if we go down next season we'll be all right and 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 it's it's I mean for a start it's not true it's not true and I'm, I'm no, I'd like us to sort no, of like go into detail about the fact that it is going to be incredibly difficult for us to 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 achieve um, a bounce back promotion from the national leagues because. So, 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 mate, I'll explain first. What I've been seeing on social media is that some of these doomsday preppers are saying that if we go down, we've got enough quality in our youth that we'll be able to sort of like grind back through the league again. Now, I mean, up to a certain extent, I can see where people are coming from, but Carlisle United youth players are just as susceptible of being signed by a non-league team for five or six grand a week as any <laughs> other player in the world. And obviously you don't want that to happen. And also on the face of things, these lads aren't playing necessarily national league football anyway. Like Charters hasn't been let go to a national league team. He's in the national league North. So just a division below, but a lot of these players haven't played at that standard before. So you're putting a lot of expectations on a lot of young shoulders. And, and I, I just like to cross that off the board straight away. That would just be way too much pressure for players like Fishburne, Charters, Bell. Um, just, just way too much pressure for those lads. I mean, um, some of the highest earners in the non-league are, are like Ben Tozer's on a reported £10,000 um, a week. Uh, the the Wrexham what? team, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Wrexham team are, 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 are apparently um, um, going through uh, players. I mean, Adam uh, Hayden's supposed to be in three, uh, two and a half grand a week, and then you've got um, players in the lower league like Paddy Madden, who used to play for Carlisle, three and a half grand a week. Uh, there's no wage cap in these lower leagues, so um, it is mental. Yeah, Ben Tozer. Um, on a seven grand a week plus bonuses that can total up to 10 grand a week. Um, yeah, I'm playing for Wrexham. It's crazy, crazy money some of these players are on. And if you look at the National League table, Wrexham a seventh. Seventh. Wrexham yeah. a seventh. Well, they, they better hope they don't go up because <laughs> their wage caps. <laughs> There's no way their wage will be accepted up in League Two. No, I really didn't know that. That's shocking behaviour from Rome. <laughs> they, 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 uh, I mean, it is, it is uh, ten seven. grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Mullen, I mean, if they're paying Mullen ten grand is, a week is... to him, <laughs> apparently Paul Mullen is on equal 
way uh, on a reported four thousand pounds a week that might work out to ten grand a week if he scores like thirty goals in a season and they get promoted and all that kind of stuff. You know, by the end of the year, it might work out to that much. Um, just crazy money that Wrexham have been thrown around, but it isn't just Wrexham. You know, there's there's teams like Stockport, like I said, uh, with Pad- Paddy Madden on three and a half grand a week. Um, that's not to be sniffed at. I, Apparently, Brennan Dickinson is reported to be on two and a half thousand pound a week, and he's the highest earner at Carlisle yeah, right now. So, he's the highest um, earner. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes him an easy target. I don't think that's 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 not news. I think a lot of people are aware of that. But again, you know, Wrexham yeah. had big splashes, but they're not the only one in the league. A lot of people assume that Wrexham are the only one splashing up big money in that league, and it's not true. There are a number of players um, that. Um, are, are high earners in the National League. And, and these are the players that these youth lads might have to compete against uh, next season if the doomsday preppers are to be right. And these are seasoned uh, professionals. These aren't part-time players. These these are lads that are really going to uh, test some big players at this league. Um, mate, it's uh, it's been a rough week for us. Um, <laughs> to be completely honest, and, uh, I, f- I feel like I feel like we're we're maybe ending in it, ending in it. We're ending things on a bit of a downer. Obviously, talking about uh, uh, what it might be like if we went down and the difficulties of us trying to reclaim a position back in league football. So rather than leaving things in a bit of a rather downer. Note and, and because we have kind of touched on um, loan signings a little bit and we do need a bit of an emergency loan signing, we really do to sort of like sort <laughs> us out. If you could bring back anybody in their prime, my friend, get those nostalgic feelings going because we've not been able to find any birthdays this week. Get those juices flowing. If you could bring back... Um, Let's give us two. Let's give us like a striker and a defender. I reckon they're the positions that we need to improve on. We need a goal scorer and we need a centre-back. Your favourite sort of Carlisle United past history uh, loan signings, mate. Who would you bring back if you could? Um, Well, I'm not going to claim to have watched him play because he was very much before my time. But Peter Beardsley used to play for us. We could do it a good... uh, a good oh, attacker. Wow. Oh wow. What a shout. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'll take him back. I can't say I saw him play either. <laughs> yeah, um, I can watch some and... on him in a Carlisle shirt. That'd be good. <laughs> um, there's a there's a big picture floating around at the minute of him playing for for Carlisle against Keith Millen, who was playing for Watford at the time, it was one of the things that went around on Twitter before. But right. that was I might I might be getting a couple. Of, yeah, so when when them two used to play professional football together, I don't know when that was. But the other one you mentioned right back, he was at the game on Swindon the other day. Uh, Danny Granger, yeah, Danny just Granger. just that feel good factor. Get him back, yeah, captain, captain material. <laughs> I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with Danny Granger. That would be. I mean, you, you, he's got the goals as well. But like maybe more like um, my time would be maybe a touch of Ian Hart. I'd like to see him uh, if I could bring him back in his prime there as a centre back, uh, not as a left back. Obviously, he did play as a centre back for us for a, a couple of seasons. Did a fantastic job. And as a striker, I'd like to see. 
Michael Bridges come back. He's been touted around, he's been back around the city recently, apparently, from what I've seen on his social media pages. And uh, mate, he was he was a wizard at uh, at Brunton Park, home and away. In fact, he could the sort of player that would uh, give you nothing for 90 minutes and uh, score the winner in the 90 seconds. <laughs> he was an absolute uh, world class. Lower league player, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I owe, I owe him many, many uh, a satisfying memory, Liam. Mate, thank you very much, uh, for joining us here on the Blue Army podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Obviously, people can catch you on the Blue Army TV, which is predominantly obviously on YouTube, but you've got various social media platforms. Have you got anything sort of big? coming up for you got any sort of like big ideas for videos that you you might have sort of coming up uh for people to look forward to um less videos more i'm gonna get a new microphone in the coming weeks because you know this thing was like 20 quid off amazon so that that look <laughs> forward to that <laughs> uh but yeah more more of the same <laughs> but with upgraded sound yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take that, man. We'll definitely take that here on the Blue Army podcast. That is a that's a big factor in things is sound, <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> Liam, mate, thank you very much uh, for joining me here. Um, obviously, we've told the people where they can find you. It's uh, it's always beautiful to have you on the Blue Army podcast. Just before you say goodbye, I will uh, will say to the listeners: this has been episode. 56 of the Blue Army podcast. Thank you very much for joining myself. I have been your host, Skelly. You can find and follow the Blue Army podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, and you can email us at thebluearmypod at gmail. Com. So thank you very much for uh, for listening this week to the Blue Army Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us this week, Mr. Liam Denwood. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I mate. got the I got the finish right this time. <laughs> you nailed it, man. You nailed it. <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.